Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello and welcome to the show. My name's Dave Hall. I am your host. Here we are once again talking about your retirement, talking about that happiest time of your life, that time where you can go play pickleball, where you can golf, where you can shop, where you can see the grandkids, the the great grandkids, where you can travel the world, whatever it is that you want to do. This is the time that you have the time and availability to do so. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you enjoy those retirement years and what you can do to get safely through retirement, go to our website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Today, we've got a fun show planned for you today. I've got with me today, Christine Lee, who is our marketing manager, and we're going to be going through a bunch of questions that we get on a regular basis that oftentimes we don't have time to answer. So with that, Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. I'm so excited to be here. I love the podcast and I really appreciate you having me on today. So I'm coming with a big bag of questions from attendees and clients and the general public that have come through to us from all of our channels out there, including our social media, our webinars, and even our website. So for today's show, I have pulled together questions that really center around three of our top 10 risks that you focus on, longevity, long-term care, and a lack of income diversity. So I'm really eager to get these questions answered. So let's get started. Okay, that sounds great. I want to kick us off with a focus on long-term care. We have a question here from Roger, and he's asking, how do annuities help with long-term care and longevity, and do you recommend indexed annuities? Annuities, if purchased correctly, if you're getting the right annuities, can really help you in many areas of your retirement. One of those for sure is longevity because most of them are designed to ensure that you have guaranteed income for as long as you live. And if you get the right annuity, maybe inflation adjusted guaranteed income for as long as you live. And on top of that, maybe tax-free guaranteed inflation adjusted income. So a lot of huge benefits out there as we talk about the various risks. Now, how can an annuity help us with a long-term care event? couple of ways that this can happen. Sometimes people will buy annuities and set them aside as a product that they would use if they were a long-term care event. They're not necessarily going to touch the product for income, using it more as growth and having a separate bucket to cover that cost. The other one is some of the annuities out there will double your income payment if you have a long-term care event. So if you're getting $40,000 per year out of the annuity regularly, and now you've got a long-term care event, you may be able to get $80,000 per year, which that extra money can go towards the various costs that you would have in addition to what you'd normally spend that you would have because of that long-term care event. Oh, you had me a guaranteed income. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> I got a question here from Lee and he's asking, if you are three to five years out from retirement, is that too late to get an annuity? Not at all. In fact, what you can find if you look at some of the single premium media annuities, if you're in your 90s and you're short on funds, it may be the best thing you could buy in your 90s for you. Now, that's not when we recommend most people buy these products. But if you're in your 40s to 50s, this is the general age where most people are transitioning into annuity products because they are a bond replacement replacement for most people. If you're using the index product, going to be a good bond replacement. And now you're getting to a point where pretty soon you'll be in the periods of where you're going to spend all that money you've been accumulating. So during the accumulation years, annuities may not be the right tool for you, those 20s, 30s, early 40s. But as you get planning for the deaccumulation years, those years where you're going to be spending all those funds, that may be a great product to put inside of your retirement. And again, we use them for various goals. We use them to help with long-term care. We use them to help with taxes. We use to help with guaranteed income. We use as a growth product, as an income product, just all kinds of benefits that can come from these products. 
Well, it sounds like principal protected products are quite the strategy for retirement. So that brings me to our next question from Ginger. She's asking, could you define what exactly is permanent life insurance? Yes. So there's really two main types of life insurance out there. You've got your term life insurance, which I would refer to that if you compare it to a good analogy would be if you were renting a home. You know, If you're renting a home, that's not yours. That's not something you're planning to keep for long term. Some point you're going to get probably leave that home. Either the rent gets too expensive, you pass away, whatever. Don't get any long term benefits out of that rent. Term insurance is designed the same way. If you end up passing away in your early years, hey, that's great. Your family gets some benefits. But if you keep that policy going into retirement, it's going to get too expensive for you to keep when you get to a point you theoretically would pass on. So as a result, only about 1% of America ever gets benefits out of a term insurance policy. That's why we have permanent insurance, which is more like owning that home, saying, I'm going to buy in. I'm making a commitment. I want a policy that's going to last as long as I do. I want to make sure I've got the equity in that home, no matter how long I live. If I pass away early, I got the equity. If I pass away later on, I've got the equity out of that home. Permanent insurance is designed to help you do that. And unfortunately, many times it gets a bad rap out there from the Dave Ramseys, the Susie Ormans, the Clark Howards. All these individuals say, buy term and invest the difference, but they're overlooking many of the benefits that these policies can provide. Now, if you're their client, if you're someone that's lower income, struggling to pay your bills, maybe that's common sense for you and works. But for the people we work with that have assets, they're worried about what tax rates are going to be worried about how they're going to cover long-term care because they got the money they could. That's where these products become very efficient and effective and should be looked at as a way to add safety to your retirement portfolio and to what you're putting together. Great answer there, Dave. I've always thought of renting as a black hole for your money. You just never see it again. So owning is the way to go. Yeah, there's nothing you'll ever get out of rent except for a nice place to live maybe, but there's no, the market goes up, went up a couple hundred thousand dollars you're renting. You didn't get any of that benefit. The guy who owned the home did. Absolutely. Well, Ginger, I hope that answers your question. Our next question focuses on protected and guaranteed income. Phil was wondering, does a defined benefit pension plan get you to the same place when it comes to protected income like an annuity does? No, because of the way the structure is done on these defined benefit plans. If you look at a a defined benefit plan, it's saying that, yes, there should be set amounts that are going to come out at a given time. But if you don't annuitize that product, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. And that's some of the challenge, even with some of the pension plans that are out there. They're not designed, some of them, to be very efficient or effective. They're going to give you some benefits, they're going to work, but a lot a lot of times the annuities can outperform. Now, that's not always the case with a pension plan. There's many people that have plans that are going to outperform a, a commercial annuity. But as you look at the DB plan, and especially when we look at some of the, the tax sides of that, usually that's going into tax deferred account if you're putting it together. I think that uh, these annuities are going to perform better for you. So I know that everyone's situation for retirement is different, but this question from Phil has me wondering, would you recommend having a pension and an annuity as extra income diversity? It really depends upon you and the needs that you have. Now, if you've got a very large pension and you've got Social Security coming in and the majority of your lifestyle costs are covered, which I would say 75% the, the base saying uh, that's what we really want everyone to have it fully covered through these type of products, then if you're at that point, annuity is not going to make a lot of sense unless you're using it as a bond replacement for growth. 
So again, we've got to look at what we're going to use it for. But if you're someone who has a very small pension, we've got people that have $7,000 a year pensions or $5,000 a year. That's not going that far with the overall cost of your retirement. So you add that with your social security and now I'm only covering 45% of my living costs. Yeah, there's a real valid reason that we would want that inside of your retirement portfolio. But it also comes down to what's your preferences. We use the RISA analysis that was created by Dr. Wade Fow to help us figure that out. So if you're someone that, that is in a position where you want more guaranteed income. You want to make sure that that's something that's there regardless of what happens in the market. It makes a lot of sense for these products too. But if you're someone that says, I really hate having uh, locked in products, I hate annuities uh, for whatever reason, I'm never going to get over that that fear and hate of those things. But why would we want to put one in your retirement? Because at some point that annuity is going to have a bad year. They do just do it. They're going to have a year where they don't grow and you're going to try to abandon everything that you put together, which means you lost money on the annuity. You oftentimes stay out of the market and not gain the upside of being in the market after that. So yeah, it's as much about matching you with your profile. Is it about uh, what product are we going to use and how effective is that product going to work? I myself am such a big fan of the RZA as we've gotten that into our company. I think it's such a great personal touch and really customizes our plans for everyone, which is what we do. It's so eye-opening for me as we go through that process and I have the opportunity to sit down with clients after they've taken it. And the way we do it is they don't get the results until we sit down with them because I want to make sure they fully understand it and their eyes light up. They start realizing that now I can better understand even why they made some of the decisions they did in the past that fit into their their guideline or why something that they were sold by an advisor that didn't, why they have so much angst against it, saying this is not something I've liked ever Well, because it didn't fit your profile. It wasn't something you should ever have to begin with. And you're going to have that stress and that frustration and those bad feelings forever if that's not matching up with who you are as a person. Love it. So I have a question here from Michelle regarding a life insurance policy. Instead of letting the policy lapse, would you recommend selling it for cash value if you could? Not against it at all. If you can find a a good company to do that, there's companies out there, I think on our website still, we even have one that we've partnered with over the years, but it's all about making sure that they're giving you a good value on what's there and that it's meeting the needs you have. And I would go to a couple of different companies and have them give you bids on what they would end up giving you for that policy. But yeah, if you're in a position saying, I don't really need it, I could use the cash more than the chance that I'm going to pass away and use the insurance can be a way to get some money back out of that policy that you otherwise would. So this next question ties almost perfectly with the one from Michelle. Logan is wondering, if I were to get ill, say cancer, could my already purchased life insurance policy premiums increase? Possibly depending upon the way you purchase that product. Now, my recommendation for any life insurance policy, now it's not coming, it's not increasing for the cancer. Now understand that. So, you know, and that's probably more the crux of the question is, hey, I all of a sudden have a bad health issue. Can my life insurance policy charge me more because of it? The answer to that is no. So get that off the table. And again, probably more what you're asking, but understand with any policy, if you're still making payments, there could be adjustments to what you're paying in each year, not because you had cancer, but because the policies increase, which is part of why I recommend that people pay these off as quickly as you can. Now, you can't go out there today and buy a policy and pay it all in one year. That's against the law. The government doesn't allow that because they want to make sure it's an insurance product and not just an investment product, but you can pay them off in four, five, six, seven years. So the goal would be to get it paid off, lock in the the payments, uh, get the money working for you. But uh, no, if you've got health issues, uh, that's one of the great things. Once you've gone through underwriting, you got that policy in place, uh, you could end up with major health issues a week later, and that insurance isn't going to cost you a penny more because when you got into the policy, you were healthy based upon whatever rating they gave you for the policy. Thank you, Dave. 
We get asked a lot about Roth annuities as a retirement strategy. Could you answer Henry's question on what two ways a Roth annuity can be set up? Yeah, so the two ways they can be set up is one, putting it in the Roth to begin with. Now, most people don't have enough cash in there because for decades we've been taught that we should defer the taxes, put our money in traditional retirement accounts. So many people do not have the money they need to put the right annuity together there, but you could. If you're someone that bought into the fact that taxes could be high in the future decades ago, or you've already done a bunch of Roth conversions, you can buy it inside of there. The second option is to buy it inside of your tax deferred account and then convert it over. But understand there's two ways to do this. And it's very important you understand these as well. Most companies, 99% of the companies out there, you buy the annuity in your tax deferred account. Let's say you pay a quarter million dollars for that. Once you decide to roll it over into a Roth account, you've got to do the whole thing all at once. So it's going to be a tax nightmare if you're in a position where you should only be converting a hundred grand and now you have to convert 250,000. The other option is what a handful of companies do that we work with, where they'll allow you to do a piecemeal internal Roth conversion, meaning you buy the 250 annuity inside the tax deferred bucket. And let's say your conversion is 100 grand a year. First year, you convert 100 grand to that. Second year, you convert 100 grand to that. And the third year, 50,000. Now you've been able to stay in a better tax situation, but in the end, get the money over into the Roth, which is where you want that annuity to be. Dave, do you think it makes sense to have more than one Roth annuity? For some people, absolutely. In fact, we design them. I, for myself, uh, have multiple annuities. Why? Because they're designed for different purposes. If you look at a Roth account, and I would say most people that we work with are going to end up with two types of annuities. One is a income annuity that is designed to create income. Going to be the most efficient way you're going to get income in your retirement because they have bonuses and allocations that allow you to get higher income distribution. So that's one. The other is that growth product where you're saying, this is just a sheer full bond replacement in my portfolio that I'm going to grow and hopefully give to my kids or some charitable organization at some point, that's going to be a complete separate product because it was built to grow. You take income out of that product, not going to be a great decision for you. The income product, you sell the product for equity, not going to be a great decision because they're built for different purposes. So yes, I would recommend for most people, you have multiple. If you can only get one, again, sometimes people just don't have the assets put two in there, then it would generally be the income product product because you want to maximize the income to match with your social security. Do you know if Roth annuities can help with long-term care costs? They can be structured the same way. Yeah, they can be structured to where you end up having the double payment if you end up having a long-term care issue, or there are sometimes benefits if you end up having a terminal illness as well. Well, while we're on the topic of Roth annuities, I do have one more question here from Jerry. Why would I convert my Roth IRA into an annuity when the future income and growth are already tax-free distributions? Because you're not understanding the full purpose of what that annuity is for. And this is one of the things that people get sideways on with annuities is because they're really designed to be tax deferred. And so they look at it and say, well, if it was tax deferred or I was in a position where I wasn't going to pay taxes for a long time anyway, I don't need that product. They don't want it. They think it look at it as a variable product saying, well, they charge high fees and they can go down. Well, there are products that do that. But what we're doing is looking at it from a, a growth and an income standpoint. So then we don't really, we're not looking at it for the internal tax benefits of what happens beyond the fact that we're in a Roth. 
that is going to be tax-free. We've got growth assets that assumedly are going to go to our beneficiaries that we expect to be at a higher tax bracket than they would be today. And it's an efficient way to never go backwards. And the same on the income, we've got the income coming in. And again, another side too, that many people don't talk about here is it can be a good mental health thing for you when you do this. And let me explain what happens. Let's say that you're going to a position, especially if you're doing conversion. Let's say you got $100,000, you're going to convert over to your Roth account and you just put it into the regular market. Well, then let's say next year, the market drops 40%. Well, now you've only got $60,000, but you may have paid $30,000 to get that converted over. That's pretty emotionally damaging to you. You're going, why in the world did I pay my taxes today when the value of that account was so high? Now that it's so low, I could have paid taxes on sixty grand, paid substantially less. Well, you've got to understand in that scenario, you've got to look at the long picture of growing up, but the annuity, ones we're using aren't going backwards. So even if the market the next year dropped 40%, guess what? You still have the same $100,000 inside of there. So emotionally, you're not going through this battle of going, man, I I sure wish I'd have made a different decision there. Allows you to have more comfort and focus on why you do what you do. Again, the worst thing you can ever do for your retirement is to lose focus, get scared and jump out and then take years to get yourself back where you need to be. All right. Next question for you, Dave from Paula. Do index to universal life require medical history? Yes, all life insurance is going to require medical history of some form. Now, there are companies out there that will allow you to fill out a short form if you're a professional that only asks a certain number of questions, not going to have to go through and go through blood testing and everything else. But if you've got major issues like I do, where you've got a kidney transplant or or the person that had asked about cancer before, those questions will be asked and have to be disclosed. So don't think that, hey, I also got this flyer from this company telling me that I don't have to go through medical underwriting and I can get this amount of insurance. Well, you do have to ask or go through a questionnaire and they're going to ask questions and you're going to get excluded out from main things. So again, they're trying to say, hey, we realize that uh, based on the insurance we're going to provide that there's a level of risk, but we realize as long as you don't have these major conditions that uh, when we run the math on a large group of people, these are the average life expectancies of where you're going to be at. But if you've got large uh, issues medically, yes, you'll, you'll get rated and understand that can go anywhere from one to 30. One being, I'm very healthy, I expect to live way past 100 and the insurance is mine, to 30 being, you probably better stand up, breathe on the mirror and make sure it's still fogging up because you're a step away from being at a point that that's not going to happen. All right, Dave, I have one last question for you today. Bruce is asking, what other ways can we diversify our income for retirement and is it just by various investments? Yeah, so there's a lot of ways that we diversify our income. We talk about seven, six to seven different ways that we can get uh, tax-free income coming into our retirement. Social Security, obviously, the main one that we want everybody to take advantage of. 96% of Americans will get Social Security. You do it right, you can get it all tax-free. You do it wrong, you're going to have to pay tax because of provisional income rules. You've got your tax-deferred account that many people don't realize can be a tax resource of income if you get it set up in the right amounts. Because remember, you have a standard deduction. So if you've got RMDs coming out that between your Social Security and your RMD don't exceed your standard deduction, that's tax-free money. You didn't pay tax going in, you didn't pay tax on the growth, and you're now not going to pay tax going out. It's that one of the best gifts the government can give you. Then we've also got your Roth accounts. That can be a tax-free bucket of income for you as well. And you can use a bonds, you can use stocks, uh, again, taking a percentage out of the stock market, or you can use a Roth annuity for tax-free as well, or a life insurance policy that you're pulling the, the 
cash value out of their tax-free also. So a lot of different tools out there. The goal is to match the tools that are going to work best for you and your profile with you so that when we get to a point that, uh, again, things get tough, markets change, markets adjust, you stay true to what you're doing and then allow yourself through there knowing that they will come back, that these products will perform the way they should over time so you can stay uh, focused on what is important to you and what you should be doing to achieve success. Yes, the importance of not having all of your eggs in one basket that plays true for every part of our lives. So, Christine, we didn't have the chance to do this before. Many of our listeners don't know a lot about you. Would you take some time and share a little? I should have done this at the first of the show, but if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yourself, because you are going to be a part of a lot of what we do. You're going to see Christine's face. You're going to hear her voice. You're going to see her involved in a much of what RA does going forward because of the skills and the abilities that she has. Sure. Well, I'm coming here with almost nine, 10 plus years of marketing experience. I've worked in nonprofits, corporates, small businesses, startups. It's an exciting world for me. So, you know, I've worked with Dave for, I think it's been about three years now. We had a great working relationship that turned into a friendship and I had this opportunity to work with Dave and I am just so excited to see what's coming in this coming year. And we have an incredibly strong team with lots of goals ahead of us. So I'm looking forward to it. Listeners, be glad that she is here. There's so much (laughs) talent there. As with our whole team, as we look at what we're building, we're building a team of people that really care about you, your success, and what you need to do to get where you should for a long-term, successful, happy retirement. That's all about uh, what we do. And Christine will be a big part of that going forward. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, Please join us again next week where we'll we'll be back talking about another risk or some of the challenges that you're going to be facing during those retirement years. Hey, if you liked what you heard and you want more retirement risk education or you're interested in signing up for any of our many retirement-focused webinars, make sure you check out our website at retirementriskadvisors.com. We have a lot of great resources, tools, and information on retirement available to you right at your fingertips. And if you're on social media, you can find us at Retirement Risk Advisors on Instagram and Facebook. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Retirement Risks Show with our host and retirement risk expert, Dave Hall. We here at RRA don't just get you to retirement, we get you safely through retirement. Thanks again for listening, and we will be back with you again soon.